millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. No, the BMWs, they don't have indicators. Have you ever seen someone, they don't you? Uh, is it on? Welcome, everybody, to the Dagger Dads Pure Shy Podcast. My name is Ryan. His name is Shane. We're just two lads from Ireland, out here in Australia, trying to do it big. And we decided we'd do a podcast to try and keep you people entertained. So, lads, this is episode number eight. Yeah, eight, hey. Yet yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. We're getting lots of people that will message in and say it's very good. And, you know, you're helping me out like big time. You know, I could do it. You're helping me paint the house. But while I'm painting the house, I'm lonesome. The old podcast is there. Uh, Keep me laughing, so... Well, we're doing good, lad. Yeah, it's it's going all right now. It's going all right. I don't know, um, we've got a wide range of people now that listen to it from all over the world. I'm going to go into it now and go into the analytics and just see exactly who's listening. So, according to my analytics, we've got 1,100 people, 1,200 people, sorry, from Ireland who have downloaded the latest one. We've got 223 in the UK. There is 205 here in Australia. There is... 20 in New Zealand, 18 in Canada, 12 in the States, 6 people in Spain, 5 people in fucking Belgium. The United Arab Emirates has got 4 people. Japan has got 3 people. The Bahamas has 2. India has 2. Argentina has 1. Bulgaria has 2. Argentina has 1. France has 1. The Netherlands has won. Sweden has won. Taiwan has won. <laughs> Thailand has won. And Andorra has won. My God, lads. Are these all Irish people in these uh, other places listening? Or is it just some fella from Taiwan who is trying to learn English and he decided to stumble across my podcast in the hopes that he would pick up something? Because fuck, that's mad. Taiwan, the Bahamas... Crazy stuff, lads. Crazy stuff. And I'm glad there's a, a few people enjoying it. You know, it's really, really nice to know that people all over the world can enjoy listening to me talk shite because it's crazy to me. It's crazy that 86,000 people follow me on TikTok, almost 3,000 on Instagram, and then all these people are listening and engaging with the podcast. It's fucked up. I'm just a young fella from the back out of nowhere that came out to Australia, went to London first, came out to Australia, and... Drives machinery in that and just stumbled upon telling stories and telling jokes on TikTok and grew a following. And now my poor mother says she can't go anywhere. Like she can't go to the shops. She can't go into town. But someone will walk up to her and say, Jesus, Roisin, that young fella yours has have me in a hip. And I'm sorry, ma. I'm sorry. You're just trying to go about your business in Tesco's or Aldi, just doing your shopping. And you're getting bombarded. You're getting bombarded. And these people that are doing that, leave my ma alone. Leave her alone. She's out there just doing her thing. She's trying to buy food. And you're you're hassling her. <laughs> but it is. It's pure crack, lads. Would you like to be famous? Oh, God, no. No? No. 
Why? I just don't like the... I wouldn't like the constant attention. The constant watching over your shoulder. Constantly having to stay in line. You're being followed, watched, all the time. Someone is waiting for you to fuck up with a camera. As soon as you do, it's caught on camera. And that's it, like. That's what's posted. That's what's shown. That's what people see and read and hear. So, um, I really don't know how these celebrities do it. You know, like Ed Sheeran, Louis Capaldi. You know, all these fucking high-end lads that have got millions of people constantly watching them. I, I don't know how to do it. That, that'd be a fucking, nearly a nightmare. Like, the money side of things and the... The avenues in which you can actually explore and earn the money and, you know, get yourself out there. That'd be fantastic. Fantastic. The comfort that you'd have with that would be unbelievable. I know everyone says life's not all about money, but when you've got it, it fucking helps. It really does. And it's people that say that, that, have, that are tuned out to that, that have just turned their mind off to that. It's not all about money. It is when you're about to be kicked out of your fucking house. It is when you've got nowhere to fucking go. Money is fucking everything in those situations. So to have all the money that those people would have would be beneficial, absolutely. But to have to be living in the shadows all the time, fucking going out at night time when no one else is around to do your shopping and stuff, you've got no freedom, like. You've got no freedom at all. So, I don't know. I suppose you'd take it if it came, but if I was to choose a life like that, I'd probably say no. But I bet you all these famous people that have all the money, they never have to worry about, like, the eviction bans and stuff being lifted. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the thing about it is, the people that have all the money are the ones that are choosing that. There's a government back in Ireland now that are only supporting people with money. Anyone that can benefit them by putting money into the government, that's who they support. If you're middle to lower class, they do not give a flying fuck about you. And that's, that's the truth of it. That is the absolute truth of it. They're eager and willing to take in as many refugees and as many foreign nationals as they can, house them in emergency accommodation that they have bought off some fella down the road, bought a pub off him, bought a block of units off someone and just turned it into as many beds as they can to fit as many of these people as they can into it. But then when someone is kicked out of their house because their landlord decides, oh, I just don't want you living here anymore, they go to find fucking emergency accommodation and they're told there's nothing. If you feel unsafe, the best place you can sleep is the guard station. It's fucking 2023 like. Cop on. It's not right. It's really not right. No, it's not. It's not. And I really believe that 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 government is is disgraceful. Like they're just really not helping the Irish people at all. And first chance they get, they're going to be gone out of there. They're going to be gone out of there. Yeah, but look, it's it's happening all over the world too. You know, out here there's a housing crisis too. You know, it's very hard to find places to rent in the big cities now. Price of rent has gone up massively too. It's a global thing. It's a global thing. And I really don't under fucking stand it. You know, why is there suddenly a spike in fucking prices? Why do people have to charge so much for different things? Who, who are we paying all this money to? Why can't we just all live comfortably? But no, someone's greed and someone's fucking desire to be the king of the fucking world is driving everyone to put their prices up and everyone to be just fucking shitty towards one another. And it's fucked up, like. You've got, like, loads of people that have to move back in with their man stuff because they've gotten kicked out of their house and they've got nowhere else to go, and sure... Your ma, she's not going to say, here, fuck off to the car station and have sleep. You're not coming in here, like. But at the same time, your ma has her own life. She's not wanting to put up with you and your kids day in, day out. She might care about you, like. She might like you. But it doesn't mean that you have to live with her, you know. And she's got no choice. She doesn't want to see her kids out on the street. So it's fucked up. It's fucked up. I I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like that. And that's, 
that's another reason why I'm glad I, I did what I did and I got up and left when I left. You know, I miss me ma, but fuck, I couldn't live with her again. What about you? Could you live with your ma again? Oh, probably not. I like me ma. When she comes out here, she stays with us. And, you know, when I go back there, I stay with her. But I couldn't live with her again. And that's nothing against me ma. I just want my own life and she wants her own fucking life. And that's the way it should be. But in these times and the way the, the housing crisis is going back there, suddenly uh, people are all starting to, to share the same houses again. And it's, it's fucking wrong. So wrong on so many levels. So the last episode we decided that we were going to talk about dogs on this one. I don't know why, but that's something we decided. And I went and did some research and found some very popular breeds of dogs. Some of which I really like and some I can't fucking stand. So let's get into it straight away. The first one I found now is probably my favourite one. And it's your wife's favourite one. The Golden Retriever. That's the one. Yeah, she does like one of those, hey. Every time she sees one, she, she nearly throws me into the fucking sea as we're walking along it to, to point out the fact that she sees this dog. She'll push me and go, ah, Look at the dog! I have eyes. <laughs> they work better than Stevie Wonders. I've got eyes. They are a lovely dog, though. They are. It, Golden Retriever is a Scottish dog. Medium size. And it's very gentle and affectionate. And it's got a beautiful, beautiful golden coat. The only thing about its jacket is all the hairs fall off it. And that's the only thing that puts me off buying one. Yeah, I'm the same. And the wife is the same, like, you know. We'd love one of those dogs. They're just so well-natured, just a lovely fucking dog. But the fact that you have to chase after it with the hoover all the time, hoovering up all the hairs, is, is a bit of a an off-putter. And I reckon that's why people buy different dogs. The only reason why they don't buy a golden retriever is because it sheds hair. That's my opinion, anyway. And it says that they, they live for, like, 12 to 13 years. That's a good stint for an animal. It is. That's not bad now for a dog. The second one is the Labrador, and it's a British dog, originally a retriever gun dog, and it was developed in England from fishing dogs imported from Newfoundland, which is a province of Canada, and was named after the Labrador region of that colony. Fascinating stuff, and it is among, again like the retriever, the most popular breeds in Western countries, and it, it lives for 10 to 12 years. Yeah, see, Labrador's again a lovely dog, very well-natured, but they shed loads of fucking hair. That's the problem. That's the big problem. So the third one is a German Shepherd. Now, they were born in Germany. They were bred in Germany. That's what I mean. Yeah, hence why they're called German Shepherds, lad. Anyway, keep going. Uh, They're like a working dog of medium to large size. The breed was developed by Max von Schlafflebledagem. Using various traditional German herding dogs. Sorry if I mixed up your name there, Max. It was just very hard to read that. And it was originally bred for herding sheep. And it has since been used for other types of work, like disability support, search and rescue, and guards would use those dogs in all sorts of missions. And those dogs live between 9 to 13 years, which is another good stint, let's be honest. You're going to have to go back there now and try and get that man's name right. That was awful, lad. That was shocking. Uh, his name is Max von Stevenitz. See, you said it. You got it. Yeah, sorry about that, Stevenitz. It was off-putting to see all those letters together. It's not usually you see them. But yeah, the German Shepherd. Do you like them? Yeah, they're a good dog. It's one that you don't want to see when you're, you're crossing over a wall or anything. No, God, no. They would uh, tear you asunder. Very fast, I'd say. 
Yeah, um, they're, they're definitely a very, very first choice guard dog for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like to be crossing over a wall to see one anyway. No. So the next one is a poodle. And you can have poodles that like mix with other dogs. And there's a very popular one these days called a groodle, which is like a golden retriever mixed with a poodle. And it's pure class looking dog. It's really good. They're very expensive though. The poodle called the poodle in German and the caniche in France is a breed of water dog. Like a fish. The breed is divided into four varieties based on its size. The standard poodle, the medium poodle, the miniature poodle and the toy poodle. Although the medium poodle is not universally recognised, I struggled with that word as well. They have a distinctive thick curly coat that comes in many colours and patterns. Very nice. Poodles are active and intelligent and are particularly good at learning from humans. They tend to live for between 10 to 18 years. God, that's a wide stint. That is a wide average, eh? With smaller varieties tending to live longer than the bigger ones. What do you think of poodles now? Ah, they're all right. They're all right. It wouldn't be my pick of a dog now. It's, it's nearly too fancy. Our dog, we've got a dog called Holly. And she's crossed with what we believe because uh, she's a rescue dog. She's crossed uh, between like a Maltese Shih Tzu, but we're convinced there's a little bit of poodle in her as well, just by the way her, her hair grows. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't pick a purebred poodle now myself, but I, I do get the appeal. They're a very fancy looking dog. And if you see a nice one, they are a nice one. Like, Yeah, I, I agree there. And the next one is a bulldog. <laughs> we're getting into the, we're getting into the serious stuff now. The bulldog is a British breed of dog, of mastiff. It may also be known as the English bulldog or the British bulldog. It is medium size, muscular dog, around 18 to 25 kilos. They have a large fat head in them, with thick folds of skin around the face and shoulders. A relatively flat face with a protruding lower jaw that usually has a couple of teeth sticking out from underneath it. So when he barks, he just goes... It's, it's quite frightening. This is something to bear in mind now before you buy one of these dogs. Um, the breed has significant health issues as a consequence of breeding it for the way it looks. So people have obviously tried to get this dog to look the way it is and in doing that they've put the dog at risk and shortened its lifespan significantly. That's that's dreadful. Dreadful. And some of the things that it, it can get, God I'm going to mess up this word, is brachiocephalia. I'm not sure what that is. Hip dysplasia, heat sensitivity and skin infections. And due to the concern over its health and quality of life, Breeding bulldogs is illegal in Norway and the Netherlands. And their lifespan ranges from 3 years to 12 years. God, I, I, I wish they didn't do that to those dogs now. I really do. They're, they're a nice looking dog like. They are a nice looking dog. And you see one walking and you can't help but just smile and go, <laughs> Look at that fella. <laughs> Isn't he a happy dog? But yeah, they couldn't be, um, they couldn't be overly, overly healthy with the shape of them. And you know, they're, they're a solid dog for such a small dog. I can imagine that there are some fucking issues. What's the next one there? God, the next one. I can't stand it. I can't stand the bastard. The next one is a dash hound. Also known as the wiener dog. Or the sausage dog. Or the dickhead dog. They are a small shite of a dog that just constantly barks at everything else they see. They are instigators of every fight you see with dogs. That includes a dash hound. You can be sure that they started it. Everyone seems to have them, and they're an absolute shite of a dog. I can't stand them dogs, lad. 
I'm the same. I don't understand the appeal of a dash hound. They don't even look nice, let alone do they behave nice. Every time you go for a walk along the beach there with the wife and the young fella, if you see two dogs getting into it, it's very likely there's a dash hound involved. And they're little fuckers at things. I, I can't stand to look at them. I said to the wife, I like every dog. I like all dogs. Some I like more than others. A dash hound, they can fuck right off. I can't stand them. I'm the same. I think they're a prick. The next one is a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. And they're a popular dog. But they're also a dog that gets rehomed quite often because of their uh, their uh, agility and the fact that they're a very active dog. And, you know, they can get jealous of other dogs. They really can. It's not their fault. It's in their nature. But they're like a small, small dog with short, short hair. And they're, they're solid. Like they've got big heads. They're very muscular. And they, they used to be... Um, they used to be bred for fighting, like. And that's wrong. That's wrong. But they are a very affectionate dog. Quite good with kids, surprisingly. But with these types of dogs, myself, I probably would recommend uh, having your child before you get a dog like that. Because they, they can be jealous-natured. They really can. Yeah, and um, they, they tend to get relentless when, when they do attack, whether it's a dog or a person. Like They, they have what's called a lockjaw. So once they hold on, they don't let go. Uh, it can be catastrophic, like. But they're a beautiful dog. And in the right hands, a Staffy is better than any other breed of dog as a companion, as a friend to the family, and again, with, with kids, like. But people, some people just buy them for the wrong reasons or to seem like they're, they're tougher than they actually are. Look at me, I'm walking. I'm muscular, Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Don't fuck with me. You know, people have people paint them with the wrong pencil, hey? Hey, the next one is a Rottweiler. Oh, lad, I'd love one. Or the full tail and everything. Don't be going docking the tails off them dogs. They look class with the full tail. Yeah, they do. I really like them. I really like them. The Rottweiler is a breed of domestic dog. Medium to large. The dogs were known in Germany as Rottweiler Mutzerhund. Which means butcher dogs. Oh, they work in the butchers. Keep reading, lad. Uh, uh, because their main use was to herd livestock and pull carts laden with butchered meat to market. Okay, that makes sense now. This continued until the mid-19th century, when railways replaced droving. What's droving? It's when uh, a cart or something is pulled by dogs, like like uh, the huskies pulling sleds up in, up in the North Pole and stuff. Oh yeah, for, for Christmas, Santa Claus. That's reindeers, lad. Oh, okay, sorry. Although still used to herd stock in many parts of the world, Rottweilers are now used as search and rescue dogs, guard dogs and police dogs. And they're frightening to look at too if you cross over a wall. Yeah, they're they're protective, like they're a protective dog, and you know they're they're very um, very committed to their owner. If a dog like that is brought up well, they will fucking protect you with their life, no question, no question. And someone would think twice about crossing your fucking gate if they saw a Rottweiler either looking out the door at them or in the yard looking up at them. They would they would fucking rethink their fucking their strategy. I tell you that. And they can live between 8 to 10 years. Fantastic. And the last one on the list is a lovely dog. I've had some experience with lots of these dogs. A border Collie. A border Collie is a breed of herding dog of medium size. Widely considered to be the most intelligent dog in the world. They're a class dog. Have you ever seen them working? Lads, I have seen some fucking wicked good sheepdogs. Oh, I saw one now able to keep a flock of sheep on this roadway. A very narrow road. 
and there was no fences either side and not a single hoof touched the grass. The dog was that good. Oh, lad, it's just, it's amazing the way those dogs can just listen and understand what's been asked of them. They're very, very intelligent. And they are, because it says here, they're a breed of herding dog, widely considered to be the most intelligent dog breed. They are descendant from uh, Landres sheepdogs, once found all over the British Isles. They are now mostly used as working dogs to herd livestock, specifically sheep. They, they specialise in the sheep, I think. Oh, they're very good, lad. Very good. Extremely energetic, acrobatic and athletic. They frequently compete with great success in sheepdog trials uh, because they are the king of sheepdogs. They're fucking wonderful, lad. They would also make very, very good pets as they show pure loyalty to their owners. They have a lifespan of 12 years. Would you like a Border Collie? I would. The thing about a Border Collie is they need, they need to, to move around. They need to be moving around all the time. So you have to take them on a walk maybe two or three times a day, like, if you don't have a big space. Like, if you're just living in a house with a small yard, that dog's going to be miserable living with you. Let's be honest, because they just want to keep going. They're, they're a working dog that wants to move. Same with any gun dogs and stuff. If you just have the fucker cooped up all the time and you take him out every now and again, it's going to be miserable, like. They, they constantly need that um, that release of energy so they can go for a run or whatever. So that, that's the only thing that, that would put me off having one, is not being able to, to offer it what it needs, you know. But other than that, fuck, be a perfect dog. Perfect dog with kids, you know, fantastic. We adopted a little rescue dog from the RSPCA, little Maltese cross thing. She was six when we got her. God, she's a fine dog. Fine little dog. We called her Holly. Well, I think her name was Holly when we picked her up, but we stuck with it. But she's uh, she's very placid. She's very anxious sometimes. She doesn't like the washing machine. Doesn't like the washing machine at all. So a uh, very easygoing dog, lovely dog to look at, very well-natured. And just the young fella, as he gets older, just loves her even more. Hey, it's fucking class. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a part of the podcast where I ask Ryan five quick fire questions and I expect five quick fire answers. Are you ready, lad? Yep, always ready for these ones. Who was your role model? Uh, George's help. I used to do the page three in the paper years ago. Uh, the only one I remember, sorry. What is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, we used to have a huge guinea pig called Tiny. What is at the top of your bucket list? Uh, the bucket. What strange quirks do you have? Uh, they're gone. The, the quirks used to live next door. They were a nice family. What's your favourite movie line? Wow, wow, wee wah! From Borat. Nice. <laughs> Lad, you did not get any of them. I'll give you the Borat one, but the rest of them are completely wrong. Uh, you said five quick fire questions. I gave you quick answers, lad. Let's move on. I have an extract from the copy to read. So, like I said before, I found an old copy that was in my room when my ma cleaned it a while back and... I found some extracts that I think people might be interested in and little, little things that happened to me throughout a particular day in my life. So, here we go. Dear copy, and this is number 57. Well, Snackbox, how's the form? Haha, <laughs> get it? Because your paper and like, forms are on. Anyway, never mind. 
Come here till he tell you no. I got the first go of a pogo stick today. I got mangled. Those things are death traps. Quiva Davy in school told me yesterday through James Burke that I was pure savage. So at lunchtime, I started showing off when we played soccer. I didn't end up scoring anything, but I had like mad skills, like Messi and Johnny Sexton. I think I'll try and take it to the next step with her. She has this red school bag that I think I'm going to turn inside out during the class. And that would show her that I'm like a rebel and that like I'm into fighting and that. And we all know the birds go soft at the heels for fighter lads. Like Muhammad Golden or like, you know, the ghost fisher. Anyway, I better motor on here. One of the lads want me to play FIFA and I need to practice the mad skills for lunchtime tomorrow to impress the Davy one again. I'll give you right there now shortly and let you know what the crack is on that front. You're a gas lad copy. Fair play to you. Jack Hammer, out. Is this legit stuff now that's happened to you on that day? Yeah, I got fucking mangled on that pogo stick. Yeah, right. Where did you have a go on that? Uh, Scott Turner brought it into school and he hid it in the bike shed. But before school started, like, we were all waiting outside for assembly, like, and he said, here, lad, what do you think of this shock? And he was like fucking Bugs Bunny on that thing, hopping all over the place. And I saw Quiva Davy and Rebecca Quinn, they were like staring over to see what was going on. So I hit Turner off his pogo stick and had a go at it. And I got three good jumps on it. And then the thing just went out from underneath me. I got hopped off the ground. Yeah, right. It's been a long time now since I've seen a pogo stick. I haven't seen one since. I threw that one straight out over the hedge. Yeah, right. What about Turner? He'd be alright. God, lad. That podcast went quite well now. Quite well. I, I really enjoyed that one now. So, lads, out there, if you've got anything you want to talk about, you, you've heard us talking about dogs and stuff. Proper harmless stuff, like, was it any good? I don't know. If there's anything in particular you want us to discuss and research and talk about, please feel free to jump over to the Instagram, send us a message, and we'll, we'll do our very best to accommodate you. And give us, give us plenty of feedback on the, on the podcast, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, and uh, give us a five-star rating there on the Spotify if you haven't already, because that'll then send it out to more people in, like, Japan and Taiwan and all those places. They might be wanting to learn a bit of English and sure look it. If they get a go of a pogo stick after listening to this, haven't we done something? That's right. The podcast, I'm enjoying it, lad. I really am. As fucked up as it is, young man sat in his kitchen on his own pretending to be two people. I'm enjoying it. I thought I was going to really struggle doing this thing and I didn't think I was going to make it past the the first few episodes. But look, we're motoring on. And you've got friends and family from home listening. That's crazy. Oh yeah. And shout out to all those people that normally they're listening to this. To me ma and everyone. My ma said that she, she gets a good laugh out of it. And if she's had a hard day, the podcast keeps her going. And fuck like I said before, if you can do that stuff for someone, isn't it fucking mighty? If you can do it for your ma, after everything she's done for you. My ma it took us out of some bad times. And fair play to her. You know, it, we could have uh, we could have turned out to be absolutely awful children based on how the father was with us and stuff. But she uh, she dug deep and she got us out of that hole we were in and gave us the freedom uh, that kids deserve and let us make the mistakes ourselves. And you'll learn from it and you'll fucking, you'll grow from it. And we all turned out to be decent enough kids. You know, we're all at different stages in our life doing different things. But uh, none of us are on drugs. None of us have ever been to jail. So we, um, we're we doing good and it's all thanks to her. So shout out to me, ma. We love you dearly. And uh, yeah, there's loads of people back there that I um I, I don't talk about this to. No one, loads of these people don't know that I do this. And there'll be people that I mention in stories as we go 
that I will never say, here lad, listen to me podcast, I've mentioned you in this story briefly. I'll never give you their full details or anything like that. I'll just mention a first name or something. And it's when they, when someone shares it with them and says, oh look, fucking Shane said this in his podcast. Have you heard this podcast? That I'm going to get a message and say, fuck lad, I didn't know you were doing this. You should have told me. Fuck gas lad talking about that stuff. That was some day, you know, it's the element of surprise that I always, I always like to get out there. I never broadcasted to to friends and family that I started doing the TikToks. It's only people uh, stumbled upon me. They were like, fuck lad, how long are you doing this? Ah, oh, doing about six months now. Fucking hell, it's pure crack. And then I get phone calls from friends saying, oh fucking hell, I get loads of WhatsApp messages of your videos and stuff. All the lads are sharing them in the group chats and you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's always that nice little surprise that people I like, grew up with without me uh, shoving it down their neck going, look, this is what I'm doing now. Go over there and support me and like me videos and follow me and tell all your friends that I am pure crack. If you see them, you see them. If you don't, you don't. And yeah, that's deadly, lad. That's deadly. Anyway, we're coming to the end of the podcast again. That was a quick run of it this time. And um, I thought uh, you could take the floor now and give off your bit of a positive spill again. Yeah, so as you know, I always uh, try and encourage people to talk about what's on their mind and get stuff off their chest. If you're having a hard day, it's it's temporary. Every day is not going to be hard, but the longer you let things get to you without uh, facing them, the harder it does get. So very, very important that people talk about stuff. And I um, I also struggle. There's days where I have it hard and there's days where I'll come home from work and uh, the missus can't get two words out of me. And as men, that's our way of dealing with things. But I've started to to really uh, learn how to talk about stuff. But there are some days where I'm just like, I just need some time to myself to process this and try and figure out why I'm feeling this way. Nothing might have happened during that day. I just might feel like shite, come home and uh, spend little to no time uh, talking about it to the missus, tell her everything's grand, I'm all right. But then once I figure out what's wrong, I've learned how to to discuss it. Because if you don't, it stays with you. It stays with you. The smallest thing, it can add on top of something else and on top of something else. Next thing you know, you're, you're fucking, you're drowning. And, you know, people end up fucking taking a, taking a quick exit when things get too tough and they leave behind uh, pure sadness and pure heartbreak. When uh, there's people out there that would have absolutely um, listened to what they had to say and tried their very best to help them in whatever situation that they're in. And some people put it down to pride and, you know, I'm a man, I need to... I need to deal with this myself. And it's wrong. You don't need to. You really don't need to do that anymore. So um, please use your friends and family for what they're for. And that's support. And hopefully uh, better days are coming for you. But anyway lads. We're going to end the podcast there now. Myself and Ryan. We're getting a bit hungry here now. It's time for tea lads. Time for tea. It is absolutely time for cup of tea. So we're going to leave you there lads. Take it easy now. Goodbye. See you later on lads. All the best. Mind your mask.